Welcome to the Master Festo Media Podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and get ready to be entertained. Here's your host, Isabel Elias. Hello, my friends, and welcome to my show, Master Festo Media Podcast. Mm, the episodes in this podcast are all about stories that I've taken from different media sources. The stories I share with you might be true to life, practical stories, heroic stories, historical stories, or heated romance stories. Mm. In this episode and the previous episodes, it's all about passion. Yes. So, if you're not a romanticist, or you're a person of serious demeanor, this episode might not be for you. But on the other hand, one of my readers shared this with me. Yeah, I will read it to you. So he says, Just finished reading a love story. You took me on a journey through time and romance with Carla and her butterflies and heavenly family. My favorite character is Jeff. And of course, my favorite female character is Maria. As a novelist, you are a genius. Now, I'm not a romanticist. However, I have read hundreds of books, mostly detective stories and a few romance stories. You are up there with the top guns. When someone cannot put the book down, that's great writing. That's how your book was. So, even those of you who are not romanticists, <laughs> you might enjoy reading, listening right now, listening to the chapters on Carla, a love story. Mm. Now, my novel, Carla, A Love Story, is historical romance fiction, and it's based on the late 30s and early 40s. Let's just get right into it. I'm going to read chapter four. Now, if you haven't listened to chapters one, two, and three, be sure that you do that. Now, you can find my podcast on wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Yeah, just search it out. It is Master Festo Media Podcast by Isabel Elias. So here it is, chapter four. Pink Gardenias. It's weeks before Carla and Herman speak again. When he comes by, Carla refuses to see him. She is hurt, angry, sad, and just plain miserable. She feels that seeing Herman will only make her feel worse, unless he changes his mind about leaving. Since Herman is not going to change his mind, he will have to come up with some outrageous creative idea, one that will mend her heart and overwhelm her with joy at the same time. Everything he thinks of 
is not momentous enough to bring love and comfort to his Carla, and he's not willing to leave her in distress over his departure. Herman knows that not only he, but also others are affected by Carla's emotions. Carla is not one to suffer alone. Mama will be the first to deal with Carla's upset. Maria will also have to put up with Carla and her disturbance over Herman's decision to leave. Carla's emotions have taken a toll on Herman. He misses her terribly. And his emotional pain over Carla's refusal to see him has affected his sleep and his total sense of wellness. It is up to Herman to change Carla's reaction to the present circumstances. With all her sweet innocence, kind heart, and loving ways, Carla can also be a stubborn ball of fire. Herman is facing a big challenge coming up with something extraordinary enough to cool off that fiery side of Carla. Then, one lonely, sleepless night, Herman lays awake thinking of his Carla while listening to the radio as Billie Holiday sings the blues. An idea pops into his mind. Billie Holiday, that's it, he says out loud as he jumps off the bed, screaming with joy. His loud enthusiasm wakes up the entire house. His mother comes running into his room with concern. She knows that her son has been depressed lately and fears that this time he has lost his mind. As she stands at the doorway watching her son act like a madman, he reaches over and gives her a big kiss. Mamacita, what is my Theo's phone number? You know, the one that lives in northern Texas, the one that owns a nursery and runs a dairy farm, Herman asks with a sense of urgency. Mijo, I thought you were going to New Mexico to work with your Theo Roberto in the mines. Did you change your mind? Are you going to work in the dairy? By this time, Herman's mother was sure that her son had lost his mind. No, I'm not going to work with my Theo. I just need his number. I have an idea that will bring Carla back to me. <laughs> if you ask me, I think Carla is just being a spoiled brat. Senora Lopez has done a good job at that. Just a spoiled brat, I say. Never mind about all that spoiled brat stuff. Just give me the number, he says as he takes his mother into a swing hole and dances with her around the room. Listening to Billie Holiday reminds Herman of Carla's love for gardenias. She once saw a poster of Billie Holiday wearing a gardenia behind her ear. From then on, gardenias have become Carla's flower. She once asked Herman if gardenias came in pink. She loves pink almost as much as she loves gardenias. Herman knew that a pink gardenia would warm Carla's heart. What he doesn't know is if gardenias come in pink. Herman calls his uncle, questioning him if gardenias come in pink. His uncle seems perplexed by Herman's interest in pink gardenias. Pink gardenia? I haven't seen one of those in years, his uncle says with a tone that could have given Herman a sense of hopelessness. But instead, Herman responds, Are you saying that pink gardenias actually exist? 
Well, yes, but they are rare, and I don't know where I can get a hold of one. Anyway, what do you want with a pink gardenia? Deal. It's a matter of love or death. You've got to help me. I get it. You're trying to impress some lady. I'll see what I can do, but I can't promise you. Have you thought about using pink spray? I'm sure I can get a white gardenia as many as you want. Herman's uncle says chokingly. As many as I want? Well, I'll keep that in mind, Herman says as he puts together his mental scheme. Herman knows that if it is at all possible, his uncle will produce a pink gardenia, and he all he can do now is pray for a miracle. He has to believe Carla's motto. Miracles are timeless. If you believe, they will happen outside of time. Herman needs to live in Carla's reality because he does not have the luxury of time. He will be leaving in a week. Even though he believes in his uncle, he isn't willing to leave anything to chance. So he calls his uncle two and three times a day. After four days, when Herman is about to give up, his uncle calls Mijo, you must have been praying awfully hard because I just witnessed a miracle in the middle of the orchard where my gardenias grow. I saw this beautiful purple butterfly. I was so amazed by its beauty that I followed it. And you just won't believe it. This butterfly landed on a pink gardenia the only pink gardenia in the entire orchard a miracle i tell you a true miracle thank you theo you're right you did witness a miracle and i know that purple butterfly carla my girlfriend introduced me to it i know it sounds crazy someday soon i will have to share with you all about it now, I need for you to deliver all your gardenias along with that special pink gardenia to my house by tomorrow. Are you crazy? You want me to deliver all my gardenias to you by tomorrow? Now you are really asking for a miracle. How am I supposed to do that? They will not survive the drive. His uncle is puzzled by his nephew's request. Use your milk truck. They will survive in your milk truck. Please, I need to count on you. Herman pleads, leaving no room for rejection. After the purple butterfly miracle, Uncle Roberto cannot refuse his nephew's request. Plus, he is curious about their last conversation and is looking forward to his nephew's share about Carla and the butterfly. The next day, Uncle Roberto arrives with a truckload of gardenias and one special pink gardenia. Upon his arrival, Herman shares his heart out. He tells him about Carla, how they met, and about their bonding love. He shares about Carla's past and how butterflies gently land on her hand and about the purple butterfly that Carla believes is her guardian angel who Carla suspects is her mother who died when Carla was just a child. Uncle Roberto, being a loving and sensitive man who believes in the miraculous, is touched by Herman's sharing. He blesses his nephew and said that he will always be there for him. Herman is thrilled to have his uncle's support. 
he bids him goodbye and sets off to Carla's with a truckload of gardenias and one very special pink gardenia. Herman arrives at Carla's and parks in front of Carla's house. He is about to walk up the front door when he notices Carla standing on the front steps. Hi, Herman. What are you doing in that milk truck? Now you're a milkman? Listen, Carla, I'm leaving on Monday for New Mexico, and when I return, we can make plans for our future. Please understand that I'm doing this for us so we can be together. I love you. I want you to be my wife and have our kids. And after we're married, we'll go to New York. I'm sure there are other dance contests we can enter. We'll even look for the King of Swing himself. Herman is not aware that Carla has already accepted the fact that he must leave, although her heart still aches. She feels an unexplainable fear as if his departure will create something very tragic. She isn't sure why or what she fears, but it is shaking her whole existence. As much as she tries to wish her fear away, it gets stronger. As much as she wants to share his fear, her fear with Herman, she doesn't want to worry him. So she decides that she will hold it inside. But she can feel it grinding in the pit of her stomach. Trying to hide her fear, Carla turns to face him and looks deep into his eyes as though she can see clear to his heart. She can see that Herman has been very lonely and scared of losing her. He has been going through his own pain. At that moment, Carla lets go of her fear and embraces her love for Herman. Carla lowers her eyes and says, Mi amor, te amo. I will wait for you as long as it takes. Her words mend his heart. He holds her close and she melts in his arms. As he holds her, he holds her face to his and kisses her gently. She can see his eyes well up with tears. After a few gentle kisses, passion begins to surface like a bomb of fire. They kiss long and hard as wet tears run all the way down her cleavage. She kisses away his tears. She then notices a familiar scent. Herman, are you wearing a new cologne? Where is that strong aroma coming from? She pauses and takes another whiff. Is it coming from the milk truck? It smells like gardenias. Carla, before I, live, before I leave, I want to do something extraordinary. A surprise that you will never forget. In hopes that you will love me again and not be upset. I don't like it when you get upset. What is this special surprise that I will never forget? Herman takes Carla by the hand and walks her over to the truck. He asks her to close her eyes as he opens the door to expose a truckload of gardenias. Carla is stunned as she reaches in, into the truck. Herman, I can't believe you did this. This is the most special gift ever. It's spectacular, unbelievable. Wow, I'm impressed. You are wonderful. Carla, close your eyes again. I have another surprise. He says as he pulls out the pink gardenia and places it on her hair behind her left ear. 
as she looks at her reflection on the front window of the truck and sees the amazingly beautiful pink gardenia adorning her hair. Tears of love run down Carla's cheeks. She has never seen anything as spectacular. Just as Carla continues viewing the incredible pink gardenia, Herman pulls off petals from the flowers inside the truck and showers her with their beauty. The aroma that fills the air is overpowering. They kiss among the petals while making promises of eternal love. Carla, I promise you will life full of gardenias in my undying love if you will just wait for me. I will wait for you as long as it takes. I am yours forever. She says lovingly and kisses him again and again and again. Carla, let's spend the day together. We can go on a picnic. How about that place by the lake? You mean where all the kids go when we play hooky from school? Carla asks with excitement. Yes, that place. Carla, hop on the truck. Let's go. Herman says with equal excitement as they get into the milk truck and drive off. When they reach the secret high school hideout, Herman makes a blanket of petals from the gardenias. Enjoying the sweet scent, Carla lays her head down on the petals. Lying next to her, close enough to feel her heartbeat, Herman begins kissing her forehead and the tip of her nose as he works his way down to her luscious soft lips. His mouth finds that soft part at the bottom of the neck and gently puts his tongue right on that soft part. His tongue then moves down to her cleavage as his hands begin to unbutton her sweater. Lost in passion, Herman is ready more than ever to make love to Carla, but something stops him. He lays back and takes a deep breath. I'm sorry, Carla, I I got carried away, he says with deep sighs. No, Herman, don't worry. I think we should do it. I mean, after all, we won't be seeing each other for a long time, and it could be a way of consummating our love, Carla says as she looks at Herman with longing eyes. Carla, we can't take that chance. What if you get pregnant? Pregnant? Well, you know, you could pull out early, whatever that means, or I could jump up and down after we do it. A friend of mine from school said that she never gets pregnant because she jumps up and down after sex. Herman embraces Carla with love and tenderness. He can clearly see that one of the reasons he loves her so much is because of her innocent way of being. Carla has a childlike quality that brings joy and playfulness to life, and Herman treasures that quality. He knows that there can never be another Carla for him. Come on, Carla, I have an idea. It's about time for the derby to open. Let's go cut a rug. Carla jumps up with a blast of energy. This is a great idea. We haven't been dancing in a long time. Oh, Herman, you're so wonderful. On the drive home, Carla sits right up close to Herman, kissing his neck, the back of his neck, his shoulders, whatever she can lay her lips. She can't seem to get enough or give enough. She wants to swallow him up and make him a part of her own being. The exuberant joy she feels is more powerful than life itself. The butterflies in her tummy continue all the way home. The excitement has lifted her spirit. That uplifting spirit continues as she dresses for the evening. She must have changed a dozen times before she chooses her dress. 
Just as she's about to slip on one of her favorite dresses, and Mama surprises her with a new dress that she made for Carla to wear in the New York competition. Carla is completely surprised. It's the most beautiful dress she has ever seen. It is a little flashy with all the silver trimming for fit for a dance contest, but it is also perfect for the special night. Her last dance with Herman. Draped in his best threads, Herman goes to pick up his love. One look at Carla takes his breath away. Wow, he gives a whistle. You look like a dancing queen. Maybe I should forget about leaving. Someone might try to steal you from me. Stop teasing about staying, Herman. I might hold you to it. Their circle of friends, as well as everyone else at the Derby, is shocked when Herman and Carla walk in. Equally shocked are Herman and Carla when they discover that the Derby is having a dance marathon competition that might... That night, where the couples have to dance without a break until there is only one couple left on the floor. Sometimes the marathons go on for days and even weeks, depending on the rules. This particular marathon has no breaks, so it is not likely that it will last for more than 24 hours. It didn't take much begging from Carla for Herman to agree to dance the marathon. It isn't so much that Carla is interested in participating in that particular competition. She doesn't see any glamour in dancing for the sake of dropping with fatigue. But the thought of being in Herman's arms for hours and hours is more than glamorous. It is thrilling. And Herman will do anything to please Carla, even if he has to put off leaving for a day or two. As the couples take their place on the dance floor, you can see happy, smiling faces filled with excitement. And it won't be long before those smiles turn into looks of pain, fatigue, and sleep, sleepiness. Most of the music during the marathon is slow, except for the sprints. The sprints is when the music picks up. If the couples do not dance at the pace of the music or if they fall asleep, they will be disqualified. During the sprints, the couples dance to the Lindy Hop, the Texas Tommy, the Shimmy, and they even throw in some Charleston. As the couples begin to drop off, so does the mood. Tired bodies are lying on the outside of the dance floor, and the cheering subsides. After 24 hours of continuous dancing, and the last couple remains on the dance floor, the crowd wakes up with a surge of energy. It is Herman and Carla on the dance floor, and they still look fresh. Their energy is coming from the love they feel for each other. They haven't noticed that they are the last couple on the dance floor as they hold each other close while dancing to Moonlight Serenade. The crowd begins to yell out and cheer for the winning couple. They are the hit of the evening. They still have the magic on the dance floor. It is the perfect last dance before Herman's exodus. I hope you're enjoying the audio on Carla, because I sure am enjoying reading it to you. Now, those of you who are authors or aspiring authors, I have a little tip for you. It's called priming. Think about your favorite author. What inspires you about that author? About that author? What is the personality of that author? 
What type of music does that person listen to? Research your author. Really get to know your author. Then write a 50-word story about your author. Not more than 50 and not less than 50. This is challenging. It's easier to write a long story. Let me know how it goes. Drop me an email. Thank you. To get notifications, subscribe to this podcast. Show appreciation. Buy your host a latte. 